The following may contain language which will be offensive to some people and inappropriate for children. Still here? Then pour your favorite beverage and let's get this fucking show started. Fantastic Forum, assemble! You are watching Fantastic Forum, the premier show about comic books and your live weekly conversation about entertainment and geek culture. We are the Fantastic Forum, coming to you live and direct from the Hall of F. Hope you're having a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, or night, as the case may be, depending on where you are in the world. And if you're not, you should stick with us. We'll help you take it up a notch. You have the usual suspects in the building. First, he is a riddle inside of an enigma trapped in Chinese finger cuffs. You don't know him. You love him anyway. He's our silent assassin, Jay. Hey, what's up? Next. He's the backbone, the pillar, the strength of Fantastic Form, our nigh invulnerable brawler, and resident strongman, Moses Magnum. Happy new comic book day. Woo! Dude, someone said that yesterday, and I was like, what are you talking about? Like, Was it odd? No, it was one of the DC guys. (laughs) And I was like, man, I'm still not used to that. (laughs) It's like, nah, homie. Happy pre happy pre comic new comic day. You know. <laughs> well, you know one thing I can't tell you. Like I, I'm willing to take that DC Tuesday because you know how I pre-ordered a bunch of those Spawn white covers. Mm-hmm. Like a good chunk of them I haven't gotten because Diamond fucked up the uh, the shipping and padding. And they were all ruined. They sent me the picture, like, hey, you want a fresh one? Or we can send you this one, but we just want you to know they were damaged and shipping because of Diamond. Uh, And I'm like, well, uh, I'd rather, if you're going to get replacements, then I'd rather do that. I mean, with a white cover, it's not that big a deal, but, you know, I'm paying money, you know? No, no, you should definitely get a crisp white cover. Why would you get a, like, I feel like it's worse for a damaged white cover. It has, like, stuff on it. Depending on on who draws on it, you won't see, or you, they could get creative, you know. But they still haven't. Diamond still hasn't replaced those. Damn. So I still like. I was supposed to get this back in July. I mean, back in June. I get all so, my books in pristine condition. Yeah, and that's Wait, the thing. Who's I was, that? dudes, I was talking to the dudes. Pulp uh, Fiction. They're like, yeah, the DC stuff. Like the stuff we get on Tuesdays through those people. Comes never a problem. Wow. Uh, speaking of which, he is our intrepid senior reporter. He's next in line for the cow. He's our resident Dark Knight detective. It's Oz. Sorry, there was a, a a ghost that knocked me off the air. It happens. We all know this. Uh, I should also mention my name is Lawrence Young. They're coming with Mary Young. Welcome to Fantastic Forum. I am not a ghost. Uh, yeah, we got a great show for you today. We're going to be talking to you all about. Uh, Paper Girls, the the new show on Amazon Prime. We're going to be talking to you all about um, everything is fine. Uh, the web the the web comic, uh, and we're going to be talking to you all about the comic book uh, Little Monsters. So we got all that coming up for you, and of course, whatever else it is that you all want to talk about, I will tell you how it is that you can get down with Fantastic Form to let us know what it is you want us to be uh, talking about. But before we do that, we want to make sure we, we thank Mr. Scott Rubin, because uh, without him, 
whole show would not have existed. So shout out to Scott Rubin. Hope you're doing well, good sir. Um, and yeah, here's here's how you can get down with the show. Want to get in on the action? Call Fantastic Forum on Skype and join the fun. Too shy to call in? That's okay. You can join the Discord chat room available at fantasticforum.live. Join the party. You know you want to. Thank you very much, intern. Appreciate you. So yeah, jump into chat, uh, whether it be on YouTube or whether it is on uh, uh, Twitch. Like, yeah, exactly, Twitch. What, whatever, whatever floats your boat. Or oh, of course, you can jump into the show uh, and be a guest. You can be the fifth member of Fantastic Forum. Do, do we have a witty chat comment to add here, Jay? No. Uh, Tiger Claw says, "What's up, Fantastic <laughs> Forum?" Uh, any of you guys seen DC League of Super Pets? It's a DC animated movie, and I gotta tell you, it has the best version of the Justice League, in my opinion. No, oh, I actually, I I'm the only one that watched it because I'm the resident uh, animal lover of the group. <laughs> Why are you the resident animal lover? Because you guys hate animals. Otherwise, you would have watched the movie. Mm. Like you okay. asked, who I mean, is this movie? I, I watched the bad guys. You you asked who is this? Dude, movie that was for? so good. And I would say it's this movie was made for anybody with a heart. <laughs> with a heart, <laughs> right? Okay. Uh, so wait, so you went to go see it, Oz? Did Did you see it, Jay? No, I wasn't going to go to the theater just for that. Like I'm going to see Bullet Train this weekend. So if it's playing before it, then I might. See it, but there it I is. wasn't gonna go to the theater just for that. Jay, Jay's got caveats. Caveats. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'll, wa I'll watch your your little movie, Mister Rock, and and it, it looks awful. Like it, it, it looks really bad. It, and I, it doesn't I, look awful, does it? You think it looks and, awful? And it sounds awful. Like the oh, Rock's wow. voice coming out of that dog. Like it just looks wrong. And <laughs> Kevin Hart is wrong. Yeah, like it just Wait. sounds wrong and looks wrong. What's wrong? Like, oh, wow. I don't these characters. Like, I'm not loving the voice casting at all. Like, really? Well, at least for The Rock and Kevin Hart, because Kevin Hart is playing who? Ace. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's not that's not Ace. Yeah, it's not even <laughs> Ace. Ace. Like, yeah, it's. Yeah, it's, it's not even a real ace. It's well, just a random shelter pet that's invincible. Wait, so so Oz, you actually saw the movie, yeah, and you feel like it's for anyone who has a heart, which we just found out how heartless Jay is. So I guess not for him. And you know, <laughs> look, he just I, well, he we knew heart. <laughs> we, we knew we knew that you didn't have a heart, Mo. But you know, every now and then. It comes back for certain things, not like Jay. <laughs> like, but like I but, said, I'm not going to the theater just for that. Oz, what did what did you think of the movie? Uh it's it's fine. It's uh it's not bad. <laughs> I, I wouldn't call it amazing, and I wouldn't call it the best Justice League movie out there. Um, you know, it, <laughs> it's for. Are you sure? It's. It's made for a sure? uh, younger audience, so it's, it's it, yeah, he, he liked it. Um, <laughs> He's like, don't be talking mess about my movie. 
He can hear you. It's, it's yeah, like, that's why he's barking because Larry's laugh. <laughs> yeah, so he's like, "Don't be disparaging pets." <laughs> it, it, it's it's technically a kids movie, so it's like you know it's predictable. You you see a lot of what's happening, what how it's gonna happen. <laughs> it's cute though. It's you know it's a Justice League story told through animals, and I, I for a little bit it's like. When they first introduced the, the actual Justice League, I was uh, I was starting to get a little bit angry because I didn't like the design, especially when my girl Jessica Cruz shows up, and uh, she 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 looks horrible. She that yeah no I agree. Look, I agree. You the, puppy, the, the puppy the the puppy one hundred percent feels like you're explaining it wrong. <laughs> yeah, so Jessica Cruz especially like just completely. Like had me angry, but then they take the time to let you know that it's uh, it's a different it's Elseworlds tale, like it's a different Earth. Mm. And it's it's oh, really it, it mean, made me it made me feel better, even though like anybody like if a kid's watching watching the movie, it's like a throwaway joke, really. But I knew mm-hmm. what they were trying to tell me. I, they they were speaking to me directly. I mean, um, who plays um, Jessica Cruz? I don't know. Doesn't matter because it's not about the people. It's I'm about out. the dogs. Well, all of them are dogs. No, there's there's two oh. dogs. There's a pig okay. who loves who loves Wonder Woman. There's a a squirrel named Chip. Spoiler alert. Is he a gear lantern? There's a squirrel named Chip. <laughs> it's it's another thing that pissed me off. I, you guys aren't gonna watch it or don't care. So, uh, the Justice League ends up adopting the pets that kind of represent them. And because Aww. Chip is a squirrel who's like afraid of everything, he gets adopted by Jessica Cruz, and she, and she gives him a Green Lantern ring, and he becomes the Lantern Chip. And that kind of like little things like that bug me, but it's an Elseworlds tale, so it, it you know it's not it's not that bad. And that that, that Jessica Cruz it. is a shut in as well. No, no, she's very charismatic. They didn't make her agoraphobic or anything. I mean, look. Well, no. I I was gonna say you don't really get a chance to to see if she is that, but Mm -hmm. the justice, the actual Justice League, is captured at one point, and that's a great opportunity to showcase that. But they don't. Right. Okay. Yeah. She's she's very outgoing, and but I hate when they do like the full mask on Jessica Cruz because I like the the one eye thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you it, it feels like they just threw her in because they needed a green lantern and then they needed some color and, and some estrogen. And I mm-hmm. that honestly how it feels because they don't treat her like like Jessica Cruz. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, you know, I love some Jessica Cruz. She's got yeah. one of the most interesting backstories for a lantern. Just, I agree. Yeah, just the, the the way the way she comes into that, it's uh, it's a, it's amazing to watch. Or read, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, but yeah, it's the story's fine. It's predictable. It's it's enjoyable. It's watchable, especially if you're like Jay, you're already paying like a monthly thing to watch what however many movies you want. You know, right? That's definitely a, a reason to go see it. Are are The Rock and Kevin Hart funny? They're, yeah, I mean, it's not. It's kid funny. Got like, it. You're, you're not laughing your ass off, but. You know, it's it's a like Superman is about to propose to Lois Lane, 
And so Crypto is like <laughs> picturing like them on a date and he gives her his bowl. Like it says Crypto, she starts eating out of his bowl because that's how he sees it as a dog. He doesn't really. Mm-hmm. So it, it's little jokes like that. You know, it, it's, it's for kids. Got it. So in other words, not funny at all. It's kid funny. <laughs> Don't act like you've never watched stuff that's for kids and kid funny and enjoyed the hell out of it. Like he loved Pepper Ann. Dude, Pepper Ann's so good. And that's not on Disney Plus. Is she related to Peppa Pig? No. No, Pepper, not Peppa. Yeah. No. What what's I don't salt hear the doing? difference? <laughs> <laughs> what's salt doing these days? Uh Dyer Klein chat says, What do you think of Keanu Reeves' Batman? He was fine. Like the Justice League doesn't spend a lot of time in this movie. You know, I guess Superman spends the most time because Crypto's his dog. But yeah, it's not it's not about them. It's about the animals and uh, learning about love and family. I'm mad that we got this before we got a Pet Avengers. Listen, Marvel likes to be successful. They look. And we know DC does not, which is why they cancel <laughs> Batgirl. Uh, like they cancel Batgirl after spending ninety million on it, and it being almost like it being pretty much finished, and they just canceled it. They just I read it on nights too. I read somewhere that the dude that they put in charge hates colored people and agendas and things like that. What? And that's that, and that's why it got like cut like that. That's why it got uh, shut down like that. But I didn't get it from nobody. But like that, that's just the opinion going around from people that wanted to see that movie being made. Oh. I heard from a different source, and they say the reason is it's kind of like he doesn't want. He, in his mind, streaming isn't worth the effort. And so because the movie is streaming quality, like streaming budget, streaming quality, he doesn't want anything to do with it. Like he wants to use it as a tax write out. 90 million for a movie is streaming quality budget? Yeah. I mean. Like the normal DC budget is like in the 100 millions. I, yeah. I like the idea that that movie was just crap. Because every every report on plot and all that that I've heard from it has just been crap. Yeah, I mean it. It does sound like because I know that the I think the decision came after they started doing the test screens, and yeah, but that's it seemed like people, reported. huh? That and that's how it was reported. Is the test screenings was when they decided to cancel it. Yeah, I don't know and, how and, you know that is. I mean, that could just be propaganda. In fact, it could be. I, I at first I thought they were they were canceling it so that to you know to build up a something like the Snyder thing, like trying to get some sort oh. of anything. But nah. then they like nah nah it's, it's uh, it just it doesn't make sense, man. Ninety mi- you spent the money, the product is finished. Just put it out. Like well, you know, like it, the guy the guy doesn't like streaming. Like he doesn't think that's where money is. That's why uh, Bad Girl isn't actually the only movie canceled. Um, the Scoop sequel got canceled because that was going straight to streaming. 
Scoob. Um, what is Scoob? The like I know what it is, but like what what is that? What is Scoob? Scoob oh. is the the relaunch. The basically Warner Brothers was trying to do a re uh, a Scooby universe type deal, and so they started with Scoob, which introduced the new gang and the Blue Falcon and Dynamite. The new gang, like so, Scooby Doo, but without the no, the it, rest. it's the characters, but they're played by different people. It's animated, oh, three uh, D animated. Yeah, so it's like the new people uh, who are the gang. They're new. They're all new. Okay, and so uh, just new actors playing them is what you're saying. Yeah, not new characters. Okay, right. Okay. Man. And Man, so that sequel a... got scrapped because it was going uh, to streaming. And but it's wild because the this is like the the person that was basically like one of the discovery people, right? That... Um I'm not sure. I, I probably I think so, but I not a hundred percent. It it like this is it felt like like Discovery and Warner Brothers put a lot of a lot of resources into launching like their own streaming services, and it's wild to think that they very well might just be like, ah, nah, you know what, we're good on that. Which I mean, and it's not to say that like that might be a good move for them. I'm not, I don't know, but. It's just one of those things where it's just wild that, you know, all of the time spent, time and money spent to, like, make that happen. And now they very well might just be, like, you know, reverse course. Because that was the thing I was going to say about the movie where, you know, with, with uh, Batgirl, you know, because the way that I heard it was they're, like, going to do it, do it as a tax write-off. And right. it felt like it might be, yeah, more profitable for them that way because, you know, you can't. If you put it on the streaming service, then you can't just write it off like a loss. You know, you have right. to mess around and, you know, and, and technically you might have to put a little bit more money into it just to promote it and stuff so people know it's there to watch it and, you know, make it worth their while. But if you just don't put it out, which is it, crazy because this is going to end up being like one of those movies like the, that Fantastic Four movie back yeah. in the day where like people are going to be like, we got to like, we know there's a copy of this joint out here somewhere. We're gonna buy it for we just to... <laughs> So man, that's crazy. Tire Claws asking about the Blue Beetle movie, but that one should still be going through because that's actually being made for it's theatrical. For theaters, yeah. And it's like big budget and all that. And uh, not a mini budget like 90 million. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, that's a look. I didn't think that was mini budget, but hey, you guys convinced me. Uh, you know, yeah. they have to use Another, certain, for streaming, you have to use a certain type of camera, a certain type of resolution. You know, uh, it's kind of the, the still okay. do look kind of like CW ish, yeah. And you know, it's just not, um, I look, I don't think they should have shelved it, but that's the guy, you know. I, I think what Marvel should do is rent it out like they do Spider Man <laughs> and just make good movies. Well, okay, if, <laughs> if they're looking to recast Batgirl, I I recommend Sadie Sink. 
Who's that? The redhead in Stranger Things. Oh, wow. She's yeah. a good actress. Well, she's yeah, she is good. Now, right? Didn't she get picked up for Marvel for something? Oh, that I don't know. That was one of the news stories last week. But really? Oh. Is she, but she's like actually a kid, right? She's 20. She's 20? Yeah. Wow. Okay. All those kids are old. I mean, I, well, I know they're they're not as young as they're playing, but they're not. They're, they're like, I don't, I think, like, uh, the, you know, she's the same age as all, or, the, you know, the, the group of them that they're all playing, like, you know, around the same age, like, I don't think I don't think any of those other kids are twenty, right? I think they're all yeah. like eighteen, nineteen years old, seventeen years old. Like I, I think that's that's why I was shocked that she's twenty because I yeah. thought she was around the same age as them. Millie Bobby Brown is eighteen, right? I, mean, I think old. the dude, the the kid that plays Mike, is like twenty five. <laughs> okay, now, now I have to look it up. I don't think I don't think that's the case. I think he just looks like that. <laughs> yeah, that hey like... guys, we have to get back to Indiana. <laughs> he looks. I he love looks you, like Al. Apple's making sure his taxes are in order. Yeah. <laughs> I just want them to fix Will's hair. <laughs> no, but he's gonna be a villain next season, so he needs the bad hair. The mm. the black kid is twenty. I didn't know that. Caleb McLaughlin. No, Mike is 19. That's a full spread. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like. I I love this. Tiger Claw misspelled Fantastic Four. Holy crap. Steve Harrington, who's like supposed to be one year out of high school. In the last Stranger Things, he's thirty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, man, it's it's a shame, and that 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 Batgirl movie is not gonna get the release. Like I, I I feel bad for all the people that worked hard on it. Uh, and you know, I mean, they got paid. I, I yeah, but still, like getting paid, like you put a lot of work into it. You want people to see it, you know? So it's yeah, like. You know, I'm not, I'm, and I'm not saying like again. Here's the thing. I will say just for myself, nothing I've seen of it impressed me. <laughs> you know, like there's no part, like it, there's no part of me that's like they're making a mistake. They really need to put that movie out. I would like to see it, yeah. but, but I don't know. Like, like with them saying, "Hey, you know what? We're just gonna take this L." It's like. That might be a good move. It might be a good move because I'm not sure how good that that Batgirl movie is going to be. I'll tell you where I knew they made a mistake. Mm -hmm. I gave shit to somebody. Just, you know, drunk, being drunk on the internet. I gave shit to somebody (laughs) because they mentioned that Michael Keaton's Batman's in it. Yeah. As well as uh, what's-his-face's Gordon? The Snyderverse Gordon? JK oh Simmons. really? Yeah, okay. and JK Simmons in it. As, as you know, it's just that when I saw the post, I I was like, oh, you 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 know what the fuck you're talking about? You just you know Michael Keaton's in it. Why would why would uh, JK Simmons be in it? Blah blah blah. 
And then I actually looked it up, and no, he was right. It, like, it's oh, like, that all those people are in it. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. We, we what, what is it? Is it the future? Is it the Snyderverse? It's like, it's too. Hey. It's a hodgepodge hey. with Josh. It's just like they had, like, yeah. That's what, <laughs> what, what, uh, that's what, uh, DC does. Like, they, they have, like, mm-hmm. they, there's no through line, but they want to make a through line. And look, yeah, it's easy to make a through line. Like, CW made a through line across networks. Mm-hmm. You know? hey. Baffleck is now showing up in Aquaman 2. Yeah, I yeah. Think, I think they're gonna, gonna like the... CGI him in, instead of Amber Heard. Yeah, so he <laughs> might Aquaman. well, he's America's sweetheart now because him and J Lo got together. <laughs> that okay, powerful. Mm-hmm. I have to say, man, it's Magical. like it, it's it's a it's a wild thing that Warner Brothers can't figure this joint out. Like I, I was thinking about it the other day, and I was like, you know, they might need to think about just leaving, like. DC properties alone for a little while, and they should just start making uh uh like friggin' like Stormwatch movies, like just do Wildstorm characters instead, and try to see if they can make that work. Like, because <laughs> like like look, there's a lot less a lot less uh uh. People know a lot less about those characters. It's like you know, maybe that might they it's, might it's be able to make about, that work. It's not about knowing; it's quality, like quality writing, quality. You know, it's not about knowing characters. Like nobody knew Aquaman. Like you know, like nobody clamored for mm-hmm. an Aquaman movie, and they made it. And you know, it it worked to a certain degree. They 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 tapped into something that they could get. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody knows Jonah Jason Momoa. Nobody knows <laughs> Jonah Hex, but they did that, you know. Yeah, and it's just terrible. it's a quality thing. It's not uh, like they don't put. They're not banking. They they see. They see dollar signs in superheroes, but they think you can just give them superheroes and you're gonna get it. And you, it doesn't work that way. It's story. Like that's why we read it for that's why I've been reading them for fucking mm-hmm. you know 30 years Decades. of my life, 33 right. years of my life because of story, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you gotta have a good story and you gotta execute that story well. And when it comes to an adaptation, there's a lot of things that can go wrong and a lot of things that can go right, and you gotta kind of be ahead of the curve of those things. Sometimes you gotta get innovative with how you tell stories, like you look at uh like, I was talking to a client, uh, I think it was Monday, where we talked about Marvel and how they made their shared universe. And it's like, they didn't bank on a shared universe right off the bat. They gave mm-hmm. you a good Iron Man movie and then threw S.H.I.E.L.D. in it, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the, the way they connected was through the uh, end credit scenes. Mm-hmm. It wasn't through a story trying to play and show you a character here and there, you know? And try to mm-hmm. connect, it, you know. Whereas mm-hmm. DC tried to jump, they had a, a solid, you know. I'm not going to say it's a good Superman movie, but it was a solid movie, and they tried to jump into the shared universe right off into your Batman versus Superman, mm-hmm. and, and and try to jumpstart the process that in the way that Marvel did, and that's where it fucked them up because it wasn't, you know, they they had the money to back that shit up, but they didn't think about 
the the world building <laughs> you know that 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 mm-hmm. marvel kind of did little by little and with each movie and the more movies you, you know now uh the movies are they can't help but be connected to each other even mm-hmm. when they're not connected so uh but mm-hmm. so that that's where marvel has changed now but at the beginning they laid that foundation little by little and they didn't bank on the connection and and on that shared universe they just gave you what they could as a good story for each movie yeah Mm-hmm. And after maybe the first Avengers, that's when it started connecting a lot more. But it, mm-hmm. they still did it in a cohesive way, and they still give you fucking Winter Soldier, <laughs> you know. They still yeah. give you fucking, you know, uh, you know, a lot of good shit. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Even though I, I still stand by my statement from back in the day, where I'm like, DC could have totally like, like they didn't have to build up to a shared universe like they could have came out the gate with a, a the good problem Justice is movie. dc is owned by warner brothers right marvel wasn't marvel was its own studio and then disney mm-hmm. bought and so right. and then that that's you know warner brothers is breathing down their necks from for everything before there were movies you know so mm-hmm. it's like that pressure is going to make you you're not going to be you're not going to be a good worker <laughs> under that type of environment you're not you're not nurturing your your artistry in your yeah, it's weird because man, what the fuck you doing, man? <laughs> Am I the only one seeing Larry sideways? No, is this Foster sideways? <laughs> he just got twisted. And now he's frozen. Oh, uh, he he's frozen. His phone probably died. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, some way to provide power to your phone as you use it. <laughs> oh well. Well, um, I think, uh, yeah, I, maybe who knows? Um, Oz, I was gonna ask you about the uh, the I heard I read the uh, tire claw over here talking about the end credit sequence of Super Pets. What was that like? It was, it's fine, it's just Black Adam, it's Black Adam and his dog Anubis, okay, uh, showing up, which is crazy because Crypto's played by The Rock, then Black Adam is The Rock. And then Anubis is also voiced by The Rock. So it's like The Rock in The Rock. It, it's a lot of rocks. Yeah. It's, it's a lot a of rocks. different voices? Or huh? is it, can he do different voices or does it just all sound yeah. like him? Yeah. Like I actually, throughout the movie, I for a while kept forgetting that it, it was The Rock. Like obviously, there's times that he'll say things and, and yeah, man, that's The Rock doing the voice. It's not like Kevin Hart. Like as soon as Ace starts talking, Dude, you, th- that's Kevin Hart. You you know that's Kevin Hart. The the Rock at least was trying. I'm not gonna say he was a hundred percent successful, but he he tried. And there's definitely a difference between the three characters as far as voices. Not a lot of difference. I don't want to. I want you to think like, oh, he, he's a <laughs> masterful voice actor. No, no, no. But he tries. <laughs> so he gets credit for the effort. And you know now in post production they could just pitch the shift of his shift the pitch of his voice. But that would, they might but have then you might not recognize him. So yeah, but I mean, do that. isn't that like what they did with uh, Justin Timberlake in one of the the Smurfs movies or something? So uh, Chipmunks, Chipmunks, that's what it was. And yeah, um, yeah, because they're actually they actually like care about the movie that they're making. Mm-hmm. I don't think Warner Brothers cares. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it goes back to that. All right. I think we should uh uh wait for, uh 
while Larry gets it ready, maybe uh, play the bumper so we can get into this Paper Girls. Okay. Bumper, bumper, bumper. Oh, so. Uh, no, it's more about gel code. When the fourth round... Don't you call in. Does it look good already? Jumbo Scampi for limited... Yeah, Paper Girls. I was very trepidatious about this show. And, uh... It is the uh, adaptation on a, a comic book by uh, Cliff Chang and Brian K. Vaughn. And anything Brian K. Vaughn that gets adapted, I I, I hate. <laughs> I, you know, Runaways, <laughs> Runaways I, I didn't hate so much, but it, they, they just never ran away. <laughs> you know? Um, and it was, you know, the show itself was okay, but it, it wasn't like the comic. Yeah, and the, a lot of, it lost a little bit of its charm in the translation, I guess. But, uh, you know, it did what it did. Um, at Comic-Con a couple weeks back, I was uh, going to a convention with my sister-in-law, Liz. And I, I videotaped her. I'm like, hey, man, what do you think of this paper girl? I'm like, I'm not going to watch it. Like, they, we had the same sentiment. Like, it's Brian K. Vaughn on TV. It, it's not going to be good. I was pleasantly surprised. So... Uh, it came out, uh, was it last week, last Tuesday or something like that, Wednesday. And, uh, they, they did the batch release all eight episodes. So I ended up watching the whole thing in two sittings and yeah, it's basically the story of these girls that join a paper route in 1988, uh, Stony stream, Ohio. And it is the day after the like the wee morning hours after Halloween on November first, which they call Hell Night or Hell Day or something, and they're delivering newspapers to the town, and they get caught into a war of these time travelers. They're fighting each other. They get sucked in, and they get sent to twenty nineteen, and then later on to. 1999 and you know and they go through their their issues uh with that and i guess that's the first season in a nutshell uh jay man what what uh what would you tell me what you thought of paper girls um i thought it was pretty interesting like I don't know if I would say like a page turner, but definitely am interested in like finding out what happens. Um, I know I, I started watching it. I didn't get to finish. Um, okay. I have uh, one more episode to watch. Okay. And uh, yeah, it's, it's in, like, I, I've been enjoying it so far. Um, yeah, like I like the colors. Uh, the girls are kind of like annoying at times, but in a character way, not really a, not like an actress, not like an acting way, yeah. but like a character way. 
Yeah, like they're like, they're, yeah, they're, they're doing like their supposed thing. to be like she's supposed to be stuck up and annoying. Yeah. Yeah. And she does a good job at that. Which and, character uh, is that you're think you're speaking of? Uh, little Tiffany. Okay. Um yeah, she's like stuck up and annoying, but yeah. in the like kind of judgmentally. Yeah. Like, too smart for her own good. Mm-hmm. And uh you know, it's interesting seeing her like do that. And then come into contact with Big Tiffany, who's like, dude, you're like, you're fucking up. You're really missing out on life. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so it's it's been interesting. It It's weird. Like, one of the things that I probably wouldn't care about necessarily in a time travel story is them, you know, meeting their relatives and themselves but this actually manages to be pretty interesting. Um, especially like KJ, mm-hmm. where she like freaks out because she's gay. Yeah. And she ends up punching the other girl in the face out of frustration. Yeah. <laughs> so and, like, you know, and the way the show does it too, it's it, it, it's kind of how the, the comic does it too, where like, oh, okay, oh, this kid's going to be a lesbian. And it turns out to be somebody else. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It was it was funny because I know a few scenes before that, like when uh, she's was going to rescue. I can't think of her name, but the tomboy one. Yeah, like, Mac- she goes to rescue her, and uh, you know she's like on the motorcycle and Mac is behind her, just like holding her. And I'm like, man, that girl is in heaven right now. <laughs> And uh, yeah, it turns out I was right. Yeah, right. You got good gaydar. <laughs> yeah, apparently. I have the worst gaydar, but that's the whole other <laughs> show. <laughs> I can give you examples, but we'll be here for another hour. <laughs> um, the, you, one thing you mentioned is the colors, like the, the way they shot it, the way it looked. Mostly and, just the time holes. Like, yeah, yeah. They have this really cool pink, purple, like mm-hmm. pur- pink. Like you can almost see it in our background, like our pink, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like more bright and vibrant, right? Like if there were a little like more, neon-y. Bright, yeah, yeah, with pink highlights in it, yeah. Like it, it's just a cool looking color, like yeah. It's almost it actually almost is like the color of night, yeah, which uh, was also pink, yeah. Um, but I don't know. It's an interesting looking thing, and the color—I don't know. I, I'm I'm into it. In the comic, that that kind of plays a little too. Like the colors are a big thing, and it's not even like story wise, just the look of it. And that's one of the things that the show kind of translated well was the colors. Like even the way, um, you know, the scene when they're like when they get to like 1999, and there's like sitting outside like the convenience store figuring out where they're gonna go and Mm -hmm. it's like it's at night you got the lighting you know the practical lighting from the street lights but they 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 bounce off the 
the traffic lights off of them. So you see like a red on the side right here, you know, and that that's like that's it looked like they painted it with light. And that's kind of what it looks like in the comic, too. You know, so I was like, wow, like this, this actually it's like it, the, the, the way they use color in the cinematography is almost a better adaptation of the show. Than, <laughs> than they, they ad adapted the art style better than the story, even, you know, and, you know, it's not that they, they did bad with the story, but it's, yeah, it, it, the, you lose things in, in translation. Yeah. Right. Um, Oz, did you watch Paper Girls? Nah, I figured. I saw it was uh, like it was described. The description was like Stranger Things, but with girls. And I was like, oh, it's a cash grab. I don't know. It was a yeah. Brian K. Vaughn thing. Yeah, no, it, watch <laughs> it a little bit more. Although, I mean, like you said, <laughs> they adapt Brian K. Vaughn stuff. It's not really Brian yeah. K. Vaughn stuff, right? Well, he uh, was involved at least. Yeah, it, both him and the artist are. At consulting on it and um with their executive producer credit and the one that got me which i don't know why but brad pitt is a producer on this. oh yeah because uh it's plan b uh doing it like i think they bought the rights from brian k vaughn and that's oh, okay it's company yeah um but yeah it, it when you say it's like Stranger Things, but with girls, like that's the easy way to put it. Because even the comic, when the comic came out, it came out I think the same year as <laughs> Stranger Things, like by a couple months. You know, so it's something that he was working on, and it's basically telling those stories, but from a girl's perspective, and it kind of, it kind of helps the story be slightly different than like your Stand by Me or it or uh stranger things where it's just you know either a mix or or boys or just boys you know um i know there's and, one part where aaron asks mac to go steal something for her right and that's honestly pretty entertaining yeah uh, yeah no it, fallout from that and that that's kind of like that you know, spoilers. I don't know if I should say spoilers, but it's pretty much fucking like she gets her period in 1999, and she's like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Like, I know it's a period. How do we measure? Like, why is this tampon say super and this one say regular? And, you know, you're not gonna get that from Stranger Things. You know, here they're like, well, you know, and then Max like, oh, my vagina's a super, like I don't, you know, because <laughs> they're like they think it's about size, you know, because they're they're they're, they're 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 essentially kids; they're not even teens yet, you know, and they're just going through these like, and you know, as 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 dudes, it's like it's all the same. It's like, oh, my dick gets hard now. I can, where do I put it in, you know? <laughs> and and yeah, with with girls, it tends to be a little more complex, you know. And uh, and that's where this, that's where the show like really kind of shines and differentiates from like your Stranger Things and and stuff like that. Like story wise, it's like yeah, if you like Stranger Things, you're gonna like this. But it's it, it reminds me a little more of Dark, yeah. Um, and it's it's definitely like it, it does a real good job of establishing these characters 
kind of like how it is in the comic, even though the story is a little different. You know, I I, I was disturbed by the lack of dinosaurs. In uh, <laughs> in the comic, the sky cracks open and all these pterodactyls come out and they're just picking off people. Yeah, and then here oh, they nice. yeah here they use the uh, a giant robot instead. But it's the like the giant robot looked good too. <laughs> yeah, I was like, was I pretty dope. Like I remember seeing it and it's like, huh? Like I think something like this they would leave out of it like the giant robot thing because it just seems hard to do special effect wise you know like i oh god that ronald reagan looked fucking awful uh, like <laughs> god awful yeah. yeah oh my like it visually hurt me to look at it yeah nah, it, it was like especially um because he came out twice right I only remember the main time where the, he looks yeah. fine when he's facing forward. Yeah, but when he's but starts, then he like turns to the side and it's like, oh no, that's that's not yeah. good. Like, it's I mean, a, I'm glad. Like, if I had to choose, if the money should go to Ronald Reagan or the Sky Hole, I would go. Yeah, obviously, you want to put it in the Sky Hole, right? But that Reagan looked really bad. Um. You would think with the deep fake technology we have now, I see better Ronald Reagan's <laughs> online, you know, like, and it looked like they use a deep fake, but I guess trying to make it fit or say the things he was going to say, it just didn't look good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know what else I can say about this other than my enjoyment, like even with it being different, it still captures, you know, that, that girl that plays a, Little Tiffany, that kid's that, that's a star. Like, she, like, she, her acting performance is fucking like they, they, we, I think it was me, Emily, and Liz. And we, like, there was one scene, and we're just like, man, this kid's got an Oscar in her future, you know? Like, she's just really good for being so young. I, I don't know if she's actually 12, but she actually looks 12 in the show. And She's just really stole the show, like it performance wise, and they're all they're all really good. But she just is that much better. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I, I do, like you know, they're doing Saga on TV. They're trying to do Saga on TV, and I, I still don't want them to. But this kind of gives me a little more hope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A little more hope because th this is actually pretty well done and it kind of holds, it feels the same, you know, it feels similar even though it's a little different. Like you get the, the stuff that, that hits you that you like in the comic is kind of the same stuff that you like here. Uh, Jason Mansukas is in it. That's another. Uh, oh, yeah. I remember like, thinking Mo's going to enjoy that. Yeah. What I didn't enjoy is like, man, does he really just like, the more successful he gets, like he just picks roles where he doesn't have to shave or cut his <laughs> hair. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I don't want to talk shit about Jason Matsukas because I love him, but 
But in the comic, the guy actually looks like that. It's just a white beard, like a full white beard. Like he looks like an actual grandfather. Where Jason Mansukis like looks more like a father. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, okay. I owe Jason Mansukis an apology. She's like, like maybe he did. Oh, really? Yeah. I well, think, I mean, yeah. She was born in 2007. Yeah. And there's a lot of Larry's in it. Like, I'm like, man, I got to isolate that clip when they're talking shit to the guy, Larry. Like, I don't trust <laughs> nothing Larry says. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's going to be fun. I'm going to have fun getting those. <laughs> I wanted like, man, Larry, fuck you, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> um, another thing that's different in the comic, there's a, a, a beautiful use of the word faggot in the comic. And that's not on the on the TV show. And I, I wish it was cuz it makes that scene a little more poignant. Um but I you know when she they, does say something. She does say fag something. Ah, I forgot what it It wasn't when she was oh, fighting. Oh no. Does she say fag or does she say gay wad? Gay wad. She says gay yeah. wad, pussy, wuss, uh I think homo too, you know? But when they're getting bullied by the dudes and like the the like Jason Mass and the Freddy Krueger, so mm-hmm. she tells the the Freddy Krueger guy when she like confronts him at the beginning, she goes, "Nice sweater, faggot," <laughs> and then she makes a eight like a off color AIDS joke, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, man, like this is this kid's got balls, like you know, like well, the the somebody to talk to the bully like that. It's got balls. I love that. That I love that in the character, and that's that's uh, that's kind of what I I she still she still had that attitude in the in the show that character Mac, but the that that like man, if she would have uh, if she would have done that, it would have been cooler. I, you know, people wouldn't liked it, but look, you can enjoy the show without liking one line, you know. But I don't know. Maybe these days you can't. She's also a teenager. Teenagers like just say the most horrible things. Well, That's why like, I don't go on Xbox Live. Yeah, yeah. I, I only play with you guys because you guys only call me the N-word lovingly. <laughs> That's why I don't play Call of Duty, man. That's like you have want to be called the N-word? Go and call of duty. Um but you, you know, and, and I, I can see why they didn't do it, but they, they should have done it. It just and let's see what's the other thing. So the comic does. Uh, I feel like a lot of the things they did with when the characters, the 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 girls, met the STF, not the STF, but the the other the, you know, there's the old watch and the other guys, the other mm-hmm. army. When they met the army, they had a lot more interaction with them, and a lot of cooler shit happened on their way to get transported. Uh, in that opening scene, I feel like those that first episode kind of rushed through like three issues of the comic like really fast, without like so they didn't. You kind of have to piece together what's happening, but I mean, from a story uh, and the way they presented this, it kind of you're as confused as they are. Well, by knowing a little bit more just from being outside looking in, mm-hmm. but I, I the comic was a more thrilling ride in that 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 
that scene when they're trying to go get their walkie-talkie back and everything, like that was a more thrilling ride in the comic than it was in the show. Just that little moment. And they actually have interactions with them and, and talk to them. And they fight this weird eye monster in the sewer that tries to choke one of them. And Mackenzie uses some like Atari trick that she learned playing one Atari game <laughs> to defeat him. <laughs> you know, so it's like a little like mini boss fight that she had, and that was kind of cool. But it, it's not, you know, that's not in 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 the show, right? Yeah, and the show was just like a a, a was it your fuse box blowing out and <laughs> sent them <laughs> running into the new new timeline. Oh yeah, I guess it's you know unless you got anything else to say or Oz, you got any questions about the show? Yeah, I'm good. All right, okay. Jay, what would you rate this, Jay? I would give this show a four out of five. Like, I like the characters, I like the story. Um, yeah, like. I like it. It's generally pretty well good put together. Mm-hmm. Like I'm enjoying it. I would give it a four out of five myself too. Um, mainly like what would knock it. Like it's not even the, the adaptation aspect, what you lose in adaptation that, that knocks it down. I think it was well done even with the changes. Um, what I do knock it with is that old watch armor costumes like mm. those look really cheap and not not cheap they look like they weren't armor <laughs> you know they just look like they're at a spa or a cult yeah um in the comic it actually looks like like armor and, and they have weapons that go along with it too that look cool like spears and shit you know like plasma mm-hmm. spears and i didn't see that in in the show i just saw the gun they used and that's where I'm like, even like as soon as I saw it, I'm like, oh, that costume, like, that's not what it looked like in the comic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, the, they did good with the old watch, too, and Jason Mansukas and, and the way they did everything. So it, that only that's the only thing that knocks it off a point for me is that, that old watch armor. Okay. Cool. Coolest go over and switch to comics. Let me play this comic review music. Fuck you, Larry! Oh, no, that's the wrong one. (laughs) Where the fuck is Larry? (laughs) Comic book. Review. Comic book. Review. (laughs) Well, not, not like that, but like... Is he trying to get back on? I don't know. I was going to text him right now, but... Yeah, but if his phone's dead. (laughs) (laughs) Larry. Oh, Larry. Classic Larry. All right, Jay, you want to do Everything is Fine first or Little Monsters? Uh, Everything is fine. That's fine. Okay. I want to tell us what that's about. Okay. I will do that. So Everything is Fine is a webcomic about P. 
people with bare heads on and they're in a dystopian society. Uh, they're watched by the government. They're watched by their neighbors. They're watched by the police. And uh, their memories are gone. Some of them, their dog is dead. But they feed it anyway. Yeah. Bearhead? Um, I thought it was a cat. It's a weird... It's. I think it's a bear, but... I thought they were bears. Yeah. Once you see it, Oz, you'll see, like, there's... It's a distinctive style that you, you kind of see what you. I mean, I read, I read it. Oh, okay, yeah, all right. So you saw cats. I saw cats. I thought it was cats. Yeah. I mean, I could see that. Yeah, I thought it was cats as well. And then when I was reading it today, I kind of thought bears. But yeah, but yeah, Jay. I don't know. What do you think? Cats or bears? I think cats would have whiskers. Mm. Cats normally do have whiskers. So do yeah. bears. But the ears are pointy. <laughs> so that's more cat than bear. Plus they're they're eating tuna, which I guess could go either way too. <laughs> <laughs> never mind that. Yeah. Their cat, yeah. Uh, I guess it doesn't matter. Yeah, does it? Matter. I mean, I didn't. I didn't like. I didn't read the whole thing. So I don't. Does yeah, it no. I don't think no. it does. And they, yeah, look, they got big giant heads of something. Continue. Yeah. Sorry. Right. So, uh, we basically follow Maggie, and I can't think of the husband's name right now. Samuel, right? Samuel. Yeah. Um where they're kind of living their life. And when one of the neighbors gets caught for having a shit, I forgot what they call those boxes. Do you remember? Mark? Oh yeah. Yeah. The, uh, uh, Faraday cage. Yeah. He, yeah. uh, he gets uh, basically busted for having a Faraday cage and that kind of prompts Maggie to work the work her way out of this situation and you know they come under suspicion by the neighbors and maggie just kind of it clicks and she starts basically just planning how to move like how to get out of what's the situation they're in. And it starts by building a Faraday cage of their own. And uh in killing a policeman. Yeah. Uh and framing the neighbors. Yeah. So you know, that's what our first uh season one is about. Now um Gee, how how did you find? I know we talked about other episode, but like, what prompted you? What what attracted you to this story? Um, well, it's like a two part thing. Like, I was on webtoons, just kind of looking around, uh, looking for horror, 
And so I see a horror comic with these cute bear heads. And I'm like, fuck is this about? <laughs> and so I, I read like the first two. And I'm like, all right, that's creepy. But then I kind of got distracted and I fell off. I fell off of it. Well, the series just recently got promoted uh, to a Webtoons original. So they're sponsoring it now. And so they've been running this huge ad campaign. Like the ads are everywhere. Um, They're even doing like in-person no, like guerrilla marketing things or uh-huh. they'll have people like at conventions and stuff with the heads on and signs right. saying they're watching you and uh, like shit like that and it reminded me of it and so I thought yeah let me go back to that and like finish that and see more what that's about okay Oz man what, what, uh, what was your uh impression of everything is fine it's fine <laughs> um so i like I, I was reading the first issue and it felt like it was kind of slow at first but then i realized what they were doing which is actually makes the writing even better is it they it kind of starts it's like a like a little mini um twilight zone or outer limits where uh-huh. it's off it starts off like normal and boring but something's off you get yeah. that feeling like the, something's wrong and it's not just the giant heads right um which i like for a while i thought it was their real heads and then they show somebody where it's like all messed up and you see their face underneath a little yeah. bit and i was like okay well then you know there's that and then as you get towards the end of, of the issue then like they reveal something and it's tiny but it's enough that it makes you want to read the next one. And then you get these pages of this, you know, slow, slow burn, boring, intentionally boring. Like it, yeah. it is so boring that it is obviously intentional. And then they slowly spoon feed you the interesting stuff. And yeah. that makes you keep wanting to read the next one because you want to see where this is going. So, yeah, I, I it started off a little bit slow, but it gets there, man. It starts. I only got about six issues in, and that was just a time thing, really. Even though they're they're only a f- each issue is only a few pages technically, right? I guess it's yeah, not. You can call them pages, yeah. I, I, I call them tenders, a habit, but I guess patterns, yeah. yeah. Maybe slides, yeah. And yeah, the, it's you know this little mystery that slowly starts to build and build and. It's not like, you know, they reveal something in, in one issue. In the next issue, it's not like they reveal a little bit more about that. They reveal something else. You know, like the, the first issue is the reveal of the dog. And then yeah. a, another issue, there's like, like I guess a homeless guy or something. Like, freaking look, looks like he's tweaking out. And like it's just, it, it's a lot. It's a lot going on. And I... I don't want people to get the wrong idea because I, I say boring out of habit. Yeah. It's but, not it's not that it's boring. It's it, I guess twilight or outer limits. Well, is, the thing is, the is they do it to describe the it. Theme, it's like normal-ish, but you know something's coming. The way the story works is it's really they live in a tedious world because that's where the government or whatever system 
they live in tells them it's safe and that that's the control the control is tedium it is boring but it's secure you know and that's where a lot of the 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 things especially when it comes to the conflicts come into play where it's like people do these things or you know specifically the neighbor does a thing that's not that big a deal but it is there uh, when it's faced against that authority and then it has bad consequences something so simple should not have that bad a consequence and it that the way they express the tedium and the consequences together really brings forth how grave and how dystopian this society is which is it's a very between the the way the art is the the dialogue it's a very simplistic way to really create a sense of what this world is and it actually makes it more uneasy <laughs> because you know when we look at our lives uh, or at least me in particular like when i think about what it the, how it tedious things can be it it makes me uneasy <laughs> and then experiencing that through them it's like oh wow like this is like uh you know it 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 gives me a little sense of uh tension just reading how tedious this is you know almost like a, a mini a, a, you know uh you know creatively induced anxiety uh episode <laughs> but because uh, i remember reading it and then emily's like what are you reading something for kids i'm like oh baby this ain't this ain't for kids <laughs> you know this is fucking nuts yeah she's like but there's no words and i'm like but it's fucking tense. I had to stand up to read it because laying down made me feel too like. So, so I'm like here with my iPad, and, and she's like, "What are you reading?" Yeah, you know, like it's like there's no words. I'm like, it's terrifying. Yeah, and it's some of the things that they do that are like the most terrifying are like subtle. Yeah, you know, like he's like like the husband's like, "Oh, I'm gonna take out the trash," and he just starts pouring rat poison in it. Yeah, like like nothing, like whatever, and then you find out why. It's like, dude, that's yeah. messed up. Or yeah. like when the neighbor doesn't want to like go to dinner, and yeah. then suddenly one of the eyes turns red on everybody. Yeah. And I, like they don't react to it really. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? What the yeah. hell just happened? And that's something you know you find out they'll explain later. And it's and kind even of like the first issue where she's feeding her dog, and it's like the the bowl is full. So she empties it, like throws the food away, and then like refills it. Yeah. And it's like, it's just weird. Like, yeah. And that's before you see like the yeah. condition of the dog. And it's like, it, it's just off. And they talk, they, they did, if you, Oz, if you get to get later into like the 20s in chapters, they start talking about what happened before you started reading the comic between samuel and was it maggie yeah yeah between them and that's even more like like they give you a sense of what happened before the comic takes place and it's like you know what, what how did this society get like this you know <laughs> and, and it, it's kind of you know that adds to it too and you know they're kind of devising how they're going to move forward and then the neighbors are devising what they're going to do because they're being framed before you know so and it, it that's when the like the really like tension kicks up. Um one thing like you know, technically they 
could have gotten this far with less chapters, but not by many, you know, maybe by five less. It could have gone a little faster, but it's mm-hmm. not like it doesn't feel like it drags. <laughs> yeah. But the art and the the sense of tension and thing, it kind of just it does remind me of like how we talked about last week about like get out and us and you know by virtue nope even though i haven't seen it but it, it does have like that weird twilight zoney stanley kubricky type of horror <laughs> yeah yeah uh jay how did you handle the uh lack of nudity i don't like it it's like yeah. I, it's like i really want to see these people nude <laughs> And it, it sucks too because in season two, there are two characters that are nudist. Uh-huh. Like they just let it all hang out, but it's blocked by trees and like stuff, like stuff in the background. It's like, oh man, I really want to. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's a webtoons thing. Like I think maybe they're not into nudity. Yeah, because I was reading a uh, another one of this guy's story. His name is Mike. I think Bershaw. Uh-huh. And that had nudity too. Like that had naked people, but not when he shows butt. Yeah, okay. But that's all he shows. So I think that might be a, a webtoons thing. I think I I'm know. with you. I'm with you with the nudity. Like, not that I want to see these people nude, but when Maggie was having that like weird moment of realization of what happened to the neighbor in the Faraday cage and she was in a shower and she's kind of mm-hmm. having that mini breakdown that she can't share with her husband like the nudity there would convey how vulnerable she feels in or the lack of how how frail things can be and vulnerable with without having to acknowledge these things because they're not allowed to express any disdain by any situation. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it, it's like the one time that she could be honest in her vulnerability is the shower. Cause she can't even talk to her husband about what she needs to talk about. So I think the nudity would have added to that sense, but I mean, the idea, the, the, the sense was conveyed and without the nudity, but you know, I felt like if it would ever get adapted into a movie, like that'd be a nude scene. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, I'm with Jay on this one. When I right when I saw that panel, I was like, this is why Jay likes nudity like, or wants nudity. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Over. So you're already current, huh, Jay? Yeah. Um. Season two, like. I'm not 100% sure how, how far you guys are, but um, and this is kind of spoilery, only a little, uh, but basically the neighbors, they've been invited to Lakeview. Mm-hmm. And uh, due to circumstances, they don't go. And uh, Sam and Maggie end up going and even their their society is different. Like they have this uh, thing of de, uh, demerits mm-hmm. and merits, and they have trials, and it is fascinating. 
like so far, like it's been really interesting. And Mike is good at giving you like, or me, I feel like he's good at giving me just enough where I really want the next issue, but it doesn't feel like I'm, he's wasting my time. Mm -hmm. Like he's giving me stuff, just not a lot, like just enough to make me want to keep going back. Like not enough to buy coins. Like I'm not gonna do yeah. that. Yeah, I'm not buying coins. But I did go to the coin pricing page. <laughs> What's the um so coins how how does it work? I haven't had to deal with coins yet. I, I actually did have to on a similar app that was like Webtoon, same format, but it was mm -hmm. for anti. And that is definitely not free so uh okay. but how do coins work for webtoons basically uh a lot of the strips are done in, in advance so okay. you can pay like they're released for free every like say it's released for free every wednesday you can pay coins and get the next five issues before okay. anyone else like okay. you unlock those but then eventually so, you'll you know if you don't get coins you'll still be able to read them. Yeah. Okay. It's just reading it faster. Okay. Yeah, I think I can avoid coins. That's not how the hentai one worked. Oh, okay. It was like a seven dollar a month thing. Mm. <laughs> like I don't need hentai that much. Dude, there are better <laughs> sites for free. Like or I don't know what site you're on, but yeah, I know, like the sites I use are free. What I like is the format. Like it's the format that fits my phone screen, and I mm -hmm. can just do it while I'm, like literally. I I read it, chapter twenty three of everything is fine while I was like in line at the supermarket. You know, mm -hmm. it was a long line. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna read this, and it, it like that format is good. Like it fits. I don't have to zoom in. I don't have to do guided view. I don't have to do nothing. I just have to use my thumb to swipe. It it, it it's a really yeah, you know, BJ, I'm not a big fan of like web comics. Like they're not real comics, but this is <laughs> with webtoons. It's like that's as real comic-y as it gets. Like I am having a comic experience that fits this, you know? Mm -hmm. And that to me, that's that's valuable. Yeah. You know? And that right. that's how that like before uh I had read something on webtoon before, and then like I got an ad for I guess the the hentai or anime uh, manga equivalent, and okay. then in the manga equivalent they had a hentai, like a link off to the hentai version. They didn't put them together. Like Let's see how this works, and then that one, like the hentai one, is like they're gonna charge you. <laughs> the oh, manga okay. didn't, but it, it's not it's not anything real. Like you know, it's independent manga, I guess. You know. So okay. might find something cool there, but you, like I'm sure with Webtoon as a as a platform, Jay, like you gotta like scour to find something good, right? Like it's not not everything is good, right? Not everything is yeah. good. Um, you do gotta scour, yeah, a little bit. But uh, they give you tools to help you, like uh, they tell you what's finished and what's ongoing. And uh, it's easy to see what other people are thinking of it, like how it's rated by others. Okay. And uh, 
yeah, like I've, I've managed to find out some really good things in there. Yeah. All right. I guess it is that time to uh to rate this. Oz, man, what would you rate? Uh, everything is fine. I'd probably go with five. Okay. It's, uh, it's well drawn. It's uh, well, obviously well written. It's a good story, and it makes you want to read the next one. Mm-hmm. Jay, what would you rate this? I would also give it a five. Like, I love this series. Um, it's just weird and creepy and off. And now there's like demerit stickers and voting and and everything is just man and like i know i'm just excited with everything that's on the surface like i know they're gonna get into more like how we got there and what they're missing and and i'm just waiting for that too and it's mm-hmm. yeah there, there's just nothing that i don't like about this yeah like, even the lack of nudity is like fine <laughs> yeah for me, it, it's a it's a five as well. Uh, like one of the things where it really like cemented the five for me was when they just switched to a wide angle view. And you know, in movies, when you you switch to you know anything above a thirteen millimeter lens or whatever, like you get distortion on the edges. You know, like it starts the lines start curving. Yeah, and that adds a sense of confusion or things like that. And or uneasiness, you know, and he, Mike, <laughs> drew that. Like, there's no scenes where he does it in a wide angle, and the lines start kind of distorting too. And I'm like, there, like he, he really wanted me to feel this in this panel, and that to me is the mark of a, of a well drawn, well executed story, you know, in comic book form or comic form, comic strip, mm-hmm. and uh. He, I, I, he's expressing his ideas and visually and through dialogue or lack of dialogue, like effectively. So, to me, that's 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 it. That's five out of five. Okay. Cool. And now we got to move on to little monsters. All right. All right. For some reason, I thought it was like I kept thinking about that Fred Savage movie. Yeah, me too. Because I hate that movie. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I I absolutely abhor that movie, and my brother <laughs> loves it. Yeah. And he used to make us watch it when he was in control of the TV. I'm like, God damn it! You've seen this fucking thing. But the monsters like, turning to clothes in the light. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I just hate that movie. <laughs> Why do you hate it so much? I don't even remember. Like, I remember watching it and just thinking, like, this is shit is dumb. Like, <laughs> like this is dumb as fuck. <laughs> and I didn't even swear back then, but I still thought it was dumb as fuck. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I just could not get into it. I could not tell well i know my brother he's like super immature 
So I yeah. figure like I figure like it's just beneath me. Yeah. <laughs> Your little kid is beneath you. <laughs> yeah. Cause he well, he likes dumb shit too. Like he likes yeah. sneakers. Which, oh, like like he buys sneakers or the movie? No, sneakers? the movie sneakers. Oh, okay. With the old man with the skateboard. Yeah. Like the the bit back I was an yeah. old man who would skateboard. It's yeah. Like, the fuck is this shit? Like, <laughs> like, come on, what the fuck is this? Like, why? Wait, why is Mandel the monster? Yeah. <laughs> I gotta watch this again. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that movie myself, but but I could, I could like like Jay didn't like the earwax. He didn't like the piss. That piss was way bubbly, man. Like <laughs> I thought it was like acid. I remember being like acidy, like it melted yeah. when he peed on. No, but the one he he filled the kids' apple juice with his piss. And I was like, this is gross. Like, I'm never going to look at apple juice the same. You and I have it. Juice. Yeah, and then he, like, went to school in sunglasses the next day because he was <laughs> tired. Yeah, he's, like, hung over. Because well, the light was affecting him because he was turning into a little monster. Yeah, I, I don't know. I honestly don't even, like, aside from that scene I just told you, I don't actually remember much of the movie. I just remember my intense hatred of it <laughs> more than I remember the movie. Oz, did you get to read Little Monsters? No. Okay. I was watching Harley Quinn because I thought we'd talk about that. <laughs> I did manage to watch that too. That's That was pretty good. Um, but yeah, we're not talking about that right now. Little Monsters, it's uh, Dustin Wynn and Jeff Lemire's uh, book about vampires in a post-apocalyptic world. I think was a virus wiped out humanity, right? And the little kid vampires are just running around trying to, trying to survive. And uh, the book itself, each issue kind of gives you a little origin for one of the kids. And how they became vampires in different eras of of time, you know. Some are like from Hiroshima, some from like the South, you know, like nineteen during the Depression. Some from like are new from that. I guess what is it like the year is twenty three something, right? Twenty three, twenty eight. I forget exactly the year. They forget too, like there's no real set year, but it is like 23 something, 23, 20 something. Um, and they actually find people to eat. And that's that's as far as I got in the book. I got to issue four. I tried to read five, but I was trying to make the show too. So mm -hmm. I just read by the art of issue five. But uh, yeah. I think issue five is where it gets um that's where you find out who's been narrating uh-huh like did you get to that point uh the dude that chopped the heads off right no he's not the narrator what? oh okay then i did okay again. that was an awesome scene though okay yeah, yeah. 
Uh, issue five is where we see the narrator and she basically comes across, uh, I for, damn it, I suck with names, but there's <laughs> one of the vampires who's an artist and he's mute uh-huh. and he runs across her. Romy, right? Yeah, Romy. Yeah. Uh, he runs across the narrator, he runs into the narrator and she's kind of scared, but at the same time, he's not like doing anything. Mm-hmm. And so uh, they end up, you know, not in an alliance, but it's basically about to come down to the vampires that eat versus the vampires that don't. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's like the main conflict of the story then, huh? Uh, it's about to be, yeah. Yeah. And that's where... um. I would criticize this book was like it, it took a little too long to get to that because <laughs> I still haven't gotten to that myself. But but what I do see in terms of art and and getting to know these kids because it, it every issue serves like an like the very first issue introduces you to every kid and then every subsequent issue gives you an origin for one of these kids and then moves the story along to where it's going to be in issue five. So logistically, it's it's done well. It's a little long for my taste, so it, it's like I can't even criticize it too much. But you're getting a lot of information and a lot of foundation. Yeah. Honestly, I am absolutely in love with the pacing. Yeah, like the slow, drawn out. Like it yeah. just it feels good to me. Like, mm-hmm. like the thing about like a slow pace. Like, I think I just like that in general mm-hmm. when, like, people don't feel the need to rush right. to the big thing. Like, it kind of shows they have confidence in their story. Yeah. That, you know, we're, you know, we're laying the foundation and we think that we have this time. And that if you, like, oh, being a little inarticulate, but. You know how some horror movies will have an opening kill? Yeah. To me, that just says our movie is boring, so watch this and know that you'll get more of it. Yeah. And I love it when things don't do that. Right. Um, Some horror movies like go, you know, when they're done well, they can go about 30, 35 minutes without anything happening, and you're just loving these characters. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they start getting in trouble, and then it's the, the main plot. And, and it works well for those movies when they're done well. <laughs> when they're right. not. Oh, yeah. And this is yeah, one of those. Not, it's boring. Yeah. Well, this, this is one like, of the. I, yeah. I, yeah. It's like I, I'm really enjoying the mood. I like these characters. They're taking their time introducing them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're getting to know their personalities. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're you're knowing their personalities. You're you're learning their origins, um, and you're just getting a, like a really good feel on the world. Like mm-hmm. it, the world feels, and I think the pacing is part of that. But the world really feels desolate. Mm-hmm. and empty like it yeah. feels like the end so when they actually find a human it's kind of like a shock mm-hmm. like even though I, I knew it was going to happen 
like because of course it was, but yeah, because of the pacing and the time, it just feels like a shock when you get through that first human, and you know it kind of goes on from there, and it definitely does get faster. Um, you mentioned the guy with the axe, mm-hmm. who's like almost felt bad for them until I remember like they hate, they kill people. Yeah. But you still like at this time at that point you spent so much time with them. Yeah. And you can't help feeling connected. Like yeah. you yeah. feel bad for this kid. Like you yeah. lost his brother. Like right. And they're twins. And they've yeah. been twins. And they've been twins. They've been vampire twins since like 1933. You know? And it's right. like yeah, it no, that uh, definitely like if you know the as as drawn out as I felt it, like it paid off in that moment, you know. It paid off when you start seeing like, like was it Billy, the the one kid, like mm-hmm. you start seeing him like, you see him throughout every issue, and he's a certain way, but then when he becomes the monster, it's like oh shit, this kid's a different like. I, I thought I knew this kid, you know, and <laughs> you only get that from reading four issues prior. <laughs> or three issues prior with him and his story, you know, and they right. all have, and they all have that potential to be fucking monsters, you know, and it's it's uh, they all have the potential, but they all don't have the drive, right? Like, yeah, or some the of them are just yeah. happy to stay where they are, right? You know, doing what they're doing for the rest of their lives, yeah, because and. The world yeah, is like, over anyway. Like, they're like, what do I care? Like, I won't eat. They just eat rats here and there. And right, yeah. So that that's enough to sustain them. It's just the occasional rat. Yeah, I mean, like, do, is there? Because yeah, you guys have read more issues. Yeah, is there a point where like one of them starving because he's not getting enough. They're no. not like starving, but they their powers are are like they don't have the strength and they're not doing a lot because the world is over so they're just hanging out like one's playing guitar yeah the others are just like looking for shit uh, to eat later on and the they're just they're literally just shit i'm sorry say that again Jay? The oh yeah are jumping off of shit yeah and it's just you know they're just spending their time not doing anything but when they first get that new taste of blood again like you see, like even the expression on their face is different. They're like, it's like one of the I think it was Billy or, or one of the other kids. He um he describes it as like oh, I feel like I can actually see again, <laughs> you know, like like he had a cloud over his eyes when he wasn't eating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, it's I mean it's it's a really well done story. Like the art is beautiful, fucking amazing. The the oh, I art, love the art. Um, the art, yeah. Like it's like black and white gray tones, mm-hmm. uh, except for when Romy's painting. Yeah, like that's all. Yeah. Like yeah, it, it's so great and it's so good for the mood. Like yeah, it's you know colors are important. Yeah, uh, but it's rare. Where the entire book will like stand out for being dull and gray, mm-hmm. and like it just adds to the emptiness. 
Yeah. And he still managed to create like depth in architecture and environment. And uh, even when they do just like the gradient in the background, like it's just gray behind the character. It still looks good. Like they choose to the, it's not just plain gray. It's like gradient, like fading out and moving and, uh, and then the blood's red, you know? So mm-hmm. it's definitely like the, when you do black and white, you can have it be plain. And this isn't like the, the way they do the gray tones, the, the shading, they do, I forget what the, the technique is called where they do the little dot shading from the old mm-hmm. comics, you know, right. and they do that too, which I just figured out I could do on my iPad. So I, I guess I need to learn how to draw um, <laughs> so I can use that. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so it, the, the book, the book itself, like it, I, I couldn't help but think though, like if, you know, the way that, that these, the pacing in these, like if you were to buy this as a trade paperback, without knowing anything about it, just liking the cover, like, do you think people would get into it at the pacing, Jay? Because it would I probably end. I did. Yeah. Like, I, I I haven't been reading. Like, I didn't start off month to month. When I okay. started, there were, it, were uh, it was in, like, five issues deep. Okay. And so I read them, like, back to back, like uh-huh. a trade. And mm-hmm. I was enthralled. Okay. Like, I don't know. Part of me thought it was a miniseries. Yeah. So I was both disappointed and elated that there's more. Yeah. But uh, more elated because that fourth issue got me really hyped. <laughs> yeah. Like, the dude, like, yeah. Yeah. So I, I can say... As a trade, a five-issue trade, I feel like I would feel the same way I do now because that's pretty much how I read it in the first place. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Uh, what issue are they on now? Do you know? It should be rounding six uh, okay. sometime this month. Okay. So, I'm in theory, current. I have the first five. And I guess that's where the the trade would be, like six, and like you said, around five it starts ramping up. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Um. Yeah, man. Uh, Jeff Lemire is doing a lot of work. He's got the Bone Orchard stuff coming out. The Mythos, like that's like a whole shared horror universe that he's doing. Um, right. I remember hearing a little bit about that from you. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see if this doesn't go on a hiatus or something. <laughs> but <laughs> Better you know, not. He, he probably, you know, I think he probably worked on a lot of stuff in the pandemic and just is done with it, and he's just waiting for the artist to do it to catch up. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, uh, I don't well, want to be. I don't want to have to haunt Jeff Lemire. Like yeah. I was doing the Liefeld. <laughs> yeah. But. What uh? What what's your favorite little monster in this series? Um, I like Romy and I like the girl. Uh, was it Yuki or Yui? Yeah, Yuki yeah. Yumi. Yeah, like, I like her. Um, it's like there's a scene 
where uh, the pack that ate the guy, they're kind of going out hunting for more humans, and it's getting dark. Mm -hmm. And Yumi, to me, reinforces what they go through because <laughs> it's been pretty much forever since they haven't slept in their normal spots. Yeah. Like they have like a normal uh like sleeping area and they're not even sure if they can survive not sleeping there. Mm -hmm. Like and Yumi just kind of she validates that because all she wants in the world is for everything to stay the same as it's been for the last few hundred years. Yeah. And uh I really enjoy that her character where you know she she just wants things to be the same uh she knows her limits like she knows not to go near the dead body because she starts to like she knows she'll lose it mm -hmm. and uh yeah it's just i i really like her and uh yeah, the other one, he's just interesting. Like, he doesn't say anything. Mm -hmm. They don't even gender him. Yeah, I think they call him they, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. And he's just, like, painting and wordlessly communicating. Like, he's, yeah. he's kind of, like, there's something up with him. And I don't know what it is, but he takes an arrow to the chest like a champ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a, a crazy scene because it's like the little girl's terrified and she fires, and which is like credit to the her too because she's in, in the post-apocalypse. Like she shot first and said, "Oh shit, I'm sorry, you okay?" You know, <laughs> like once she fires a kid, but then it's like, "Hey, you know, I'm good," you know. And then mm -hmm. then she learns about the horrors that that she can find here. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm definitely like really liking this book. Loving the art, loving everything about it. What I intrigued me the most was these vampires that were turning kids, though. You know, like, what was their... Like, that's the question I have. Like, what was their... You know, usually in, in vampire stuff, they try not to turn kids for specific reasons, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, here, they, they just specifically went after these kids and those guys are gone. Like, all the other vampires are pretty much gone, according to the story, or you don't know where they're at. And But each, like, the 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 Japanese vampire that turned, uh, was it Yumi? Like, like, that character design looked just so good. It's like, I want to hear her story. Like, even her, her uh, whole, like, it was right at Hiroshima, and she's like, you see what they do. Now we can leave death behind. You know, you'll never need to fear death that death and destruction ever again you know like i mm -hmm. love that i love that and then uh the kids that were hungry and it's like you'll never know <laughs> the one dude's like you'll never know i don't need money i don't need food and you won't either yeah and then <laughs> and then same with the the other one where like he watches billy like he watches his mom die from like the virus and he's like that's the last touch of death you'll ever see you'll ever fear you know and like I, I, I'm like, man, I, I want to. I want like a story of like 
a one shot or something. Like I want to, <laughs> I, I, I want to see more. Yeah, not just the kids stuff. The kids stuff's cool, but the other stuff seems so cool. Like I, I, you know, with knowing Jeff Lemire, like I know that's all thought out, and we might get it here or there, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's like I, I'm itching for that. <laughs> yeah, like like even just the character designs, the way they look, you know, the way they talk, like they're just intriguing. And that's that goes to Dustin Gwynn too, like. Just his the way he chose to draw them just makes them like really cool characters to look at too, you know. Right. Now one of the things I did want to ask you and Lawrence, but he's not here. All right, Pete Larry. Um does this give off any like walking dead vibes to you? Because I kind of felt that when I was reading it. It can. Um I, I didn't have I know Larry and I talked about it earlier today. Uh, about The Walking Dead, uh, like how you explained it to him, that you kind of felt that. I didn't feel it as much, um, but it, it is definitely like post-apocalypse. And and I guess the, I guess how everything is just done, and they're just trying to navigate this world, it, it is kind of like the 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 Walking Deadism vibe that I I would get. But mm. the pacing of this book doesn't allow, like, in Walking Dead, Walking Dead's weird because you could have six issues that take place in a day and then one issue that takes place over the course of a month. But you'll always get a sense of how far they're traveling or, or where they're going, you know? And it's not that far. But, it, you know, it, it kind of, like, it's almost like 24, that show, where you get a sense of where everybody's at because of the time thing. Mm-hmm. And the pacing in this one kind of takes away from what would feel more like a Walking Dead thing, mm-hmm. um, but it and that to me it, it's not a, a detriment because you're getting to know these characters still. So it, it's like it's more about where Walking Dead is about the story about the people that are left over dealing with these zombies. This story is more about so far for me is these kids, how are they going to eat now that they got a taste for food? Yeah. And they just found something. So it it may be like, you know, walking dead in like later issues when they find, you know, a good community or a good city, like that's the feel I would get there. But from like the starting points, it doesn't have too much of the walking dead feel, but it definitely like a, a good post apocalyptic, uh, uh, an interesting way to express a post-apocalyptic story, for sure. Okay, Larry, what do you think? Yeah, did he give you any clue to I how think he, he felt about the book? Yeah, I said, Larry, what would you do if a kid, uh, if a kid showed up with fangs, and he just said. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh. No, he didn't. We we when we do discuss what we are going to talk about the show, we don't like go into an analysis too much, unless it's something really really good. And I'm trying to work out like a joke or a thought, and I see his reaction there, and then you know. But we we usually when we do talk on Wednesdays, we don't uh we we don't delve into a deep analysis and, and what we're reviewing. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so it's time to rate it. Osman, what would you give Little Monsters? Well, I didn't read it, but. What would you give our, our review? Our review. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. I did see some of the pages. So the art's great. You guys talked about it. It's yeah, yeah it's good. Uh, I like the the art. It's a little misleading because the cover's all color and like, like yeah, big art style. And then you you open it and it the, the art style is similar. I don't know if it's the same artist, but it, it's it's it similar is. except not colored in. Yeah. It's like oh, they forgot to get the. <laughs> makes me want to go in there with a crayon. Get an iPad, man. You could color in an iPad. Yeah, no, but it, the, the art's good, and you guys make the story sound interesting. And Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Lemire is a talented storyteller. Yeah. Yeah, all that makes it sound like something people should pick up. I wonder if he had any, like, childhood trauma or something. I got to ask <laughs> him that. Because, like, all his characters are, like, kids, you know, in a specific... You know, and, and they're locked in, like, you know, in Sweet Tooth, like, he's eight years old, and the whole story takes place when he's eight years old until you get to the end, whatever, you know? And then even in Sweet Tooth, The Return, it's, like, the next kid, and it's the same age, you know? I and think, then you got- I forget who it was, but there's somebody, is one of these, like, I think horror directors who said that um, their biggest influence was their grandma would tell them all these fucked up stories. Yeah. And yeah, like it's it's not trauma necessarily, but but it can be if you're a yeah. little kid trying to go to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> right. So like, all of a sudden, not- your grandma tells you about a kukui and you're fucking pissing the bed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I I don't know. I don't see it as trauma because I got a lot of those stories and yeah. up, but I think I'm fine. Look, but yeah. I'm not as you finish your whole six pack on a right. Wednesday. <laughs> not, I'm not a talented writer either. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Because in Descender, like, that's another like it's the same age group. I think the little dude is eight or so, but he's even a robot, so he's not even like aged necessarily. He's like a replicant, you know. And that's the next thing that's going to be turned into a movie or show, I think, for Jeff Lemire. Um, the Bone Orchard stuff I haven't read. But even um, with a family tree, like that has a little main character that's a little like a third third grader or something or fifth grader. Yeah. Huh. Gotta ask him that. Mm-hmm. He'll probably tell me, fuck you. You're not my therapist. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Look, we, we, look, thanks to Larry not being here, we getting out of here somewhat on time. Yeah. What do we rate it yet? Oh yeah, I was, I was dead. Yeah, Jay, man, go ahead, give me a rating. Um, I would give it a six out of five. Six out of five. Like I, man, I, it was so good and so well paced, and I love these characters, and yeah, I, I love the art and the colors. Oh, I love that kid getting his head cut off. Yeah, dude. Like, it was a shocking, like, it was a striking image. Because it, it it wasn't necessarily like a splash page, right? It was still just, like, 
I just think it was like one, a one page one page spread yeah mm-hmm. yeah it was just so dynamic <laughs> and yeah uh, oh, good. i i should have yeah. taken a, a screenshot and put it up but we did right <laughs> um, yeah and uh yeah for me it's, it's 4.5 out of 5 like the i had a couple issues with the pacing but i wouldn't like I wouldn't change it, but I, I would enjoy a little faster pacing. Yeah, um, but the, the it, it did ultimately anything they set up in those slow issues, if I can call them that, uh, it paid off by the time you get to issue four and five. So um, it's definitely not a detriment. Um, but yeah, four and a half out of five for me. Uh, you got any news stories or anything, or you want to head out? Um, gotta head out early too, right? Because the work. No, nah, I got all the time in the world today. Oh hell yeah! Three hour show, Larry, come back. <laughs> He's asleep already. Yeah. But let me check hour. our. Let me check our Discord real quick. Okay. To see I'll if there's the- any news. I'll do a news theme in the meantime. <laughs> We should have a like, uh, like current. <laughs> well, not not like that, but like one of the things there was was a uh, we had a death in comics. Um, Alan Grant. Alan Grant was a dude. I, I forget who he created. Like, I think he created Judge Death, but he wrote a book that like really hit me when I was a little kid, and it was the Batman Judge Dread. Elseworlds crossover and then he did a couple um I think he created the uh the Scarface the the puppet and Mary the was it the ventriloquist villain for Batman yeah mm-hmm. uh he created him and he but he did write that one Batman and then a lot of the Lobo stuff I read as a kid was written by him. And yeah, it just, he was one of the impressionable writers to me. And uh, he's old as fuck, but he, you know, they, there's very, I, I don't have any details on how he passed, but hopefully it was peaceful and with no pain. Um, one of the um, Kickstarter people that I buy comics from that, you know, are uh, you know I'm not gonna review his books right now, but I've only bought one, you know. And but he had a lot of like he would send Alan Grant stuff to read, and he would give him like he would, Alan Grant would read it and give him constructive criticism on everything, and it, it it's just one of those things. Like from what I'm hearing the chatter on the internet is he was a really good dude to people coming up in comics. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he's going to be missed. Um, in other news, Square Enix has a manga app and it is fucked. Is it? Uh, 
basically they've been censoring, like putting huge black censor bars on pretty much everything. Um, like even like when people are clothed, they're still putting censor bars on it. Like if their nipples are showing, if it's the ACs on? No, like without the nipples, like they're just wearing a top, but they'll censor it. It's huh. uh, it it's really weird. Like what's what's some, the app called? Oh, sorry, the app is called uh, Manga Up. Okay, I'm downloading. So, right. Yeah, for the English release, um, they think they might be using like a uh, uh, algorithm based censoring. Ah, oh, that's the worst. But it's like getting everything. Like, yeah, it's it's weird. Like, let me show you this one page as an example. So this woman is wearing jeans and they've censored it. Oh, wow. So like there might or might not be camel toe there. It doesn't yeah, look like is. that. But <laughs> I mean, do you like, obviously there's more than one panel of, of this outfit. Does she have a camel toe? No. Is it censored in other panels? I don't. Let me check some of the other. Like, this is just the page they show. When I, when I was a little kid. Like, I'm reading. Uh, my, 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 but she's nude. My parents had those, like, Mexican manga. Yeah. The, like, the little Reader Digest uh, books. Tijuana Bibles. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know. My dumb ass, for some reason, like, got one and there was like a naked chick in it and it wasn't censored but it was like you know barbie doll naked where it's just you know yeah and i like drew the little line <laughs> <laughs> now they can't get their tijuana bibles graded uh, no it's like she my mom owned the beauty salon so it's just like reading material for her. <laughs> she wasn't happy there's a lot of yeah. questions asked that day and you know, I think well, where because you have Android, right, Jay? Mm-hmm. And you're reading it on. No, uh, I, I just saw the news story. Okay, I'm not gonna waste my time with censored. Okay, there's a lot. Like, the bars suck. Um, like, you know, it's just weird where that they put a bar over like. Where it's not supposed to be a bar. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's fucked. Like I said, the app is fucked. It, it is fucked. So I'm, I'm gonna I'll share something with you guys real quick. Um, I think I just got banned. <laughs> you need um, to download it. Well, no, I. I like I wanted to show the bars, like uh, you know what? Let me see. Maybe 
Okay. Because the bars get annoying when it comes to, like, it's just so many, you know? Um, but I, I, there was one page, and it looked fine because it was like a, a splash page. But in the next page, it, it was like full-on panels, and the bars are just ridiculously big. Like, let's see here. Okay. Like, you know, I understand, you know, you want to censor, but like, I don't know. It's it just, there's a way to do it where it it's not intrusive to your reading experience, you know? But I mean, they're literally censoring, censoring clothing. Like, yeah. It's, yeah, oh, that's that's really yeah. I I I know that is ridiculous. But like like this chick's naked here, right? So I get it, you know? But that mm -hmm. big bar in the center doesn't need to be that big, right? Like they don't even want you to see like cleavage or side boob. And it's like you get side boob on like network television. Yeah? Mhm. Mm and then uh let's see. Oh, wrong one, sorry. But then there's this, like, and it's, you're reading these panels, and the bars are just, because it is a black and white book, it's still, like, the black just sticks out so much to me, yeah? Mm-hmm. And then I got that. <laughs> that oh, yes. Yeah. A lot of people are getting like super touchy about screenshots, and it's like, yeah, it's like just let a screenshot. Like as long yeah. as we're not pirating, like the thing is, you're you don't have the time you're screenshotting to share something that will promote, in turn, promote your product. You know, and it's not like, um. Yeah, like fucking, you're gonna share it on Twitter or Instagram or even Facebook, and it's not like these people give you like a high resolution. Like, you could take a really good screenshot, looks great on your screen on your iPad, and once you share it, it looks like shit. You know, <laughs> so it's not like you're reproducing it to make money. You know, you're you're talking about you know in something you like, like a really good panel in a comic, or you know a really good line that might get somebody to want to buy that comic or even download that app to read it, you know? <laughs> so, you know, we, we are in a social society in terms of, of promotion. Like that's your marketing is, is partly is based. You're, 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 you want your customers to market for you in a sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's not, you know, the, the, the screenshot, I can understand like maybe video clips, but even then it's still like, it's not like you're, you're not going to get the same quality of video like on Netflix as you're going to get off somebody posting a clip on Instagram, you know, or even YouTube for that matter, you know? Right. Yeah. And, uh, well, like, I'm glad I found this manga up. Now I got to find a way to um, to uh, buy this comic or get this manga without this, the Without the censorship, right? I don't even know which was the one I was reading. 
So is that it? I think that's it. Oh, this one's in color. No, that's not it. Yeah. Hey, look, we, we're doing a coming in in a tight two, you know, do a little new story, a little. Mm hmm. All right, why don't you give us some final thoughts, man? Go watch some super pets. It's fine. <laughs> Jay, man, give us some final thoughts. Man, my August so far sucks. Everything has been going wrong, but I'm not going to let it get me down. I'm going to yeah. read my comics. I'm going to watch my paper girls, and I'm going to keep going. Cool. Uh, Jay, uh, since you do got Prime, I think you should check out uh, Night Sky. Oh, is that the one with J.K. Simmons? Yeah. Okay. It's a it's a weird sci-fi thing, but it is character driven, so it's not too much sci-fi. And uh, I, I, I need I need your perspective on it because I've been watching it and I enjoy it, but I don't know if uh, if it's really my thing. I, I can't I can't put my finger on what <laughs> what it is about it. Yeah. Okay, I'll check it out. Yeah, that's for me. And as for Larry, look, hit like, subscribe, hit the bell. Uh, we'll be here next week. Uh, next week, what, what is it that we said we might talk about? The Cradle of Filth comic, something else? Superman, Space Age. Superman, Space and Age. And Harley Quinn. And Harley Quinn. So, yeah, stay tuned for that next week. Uh, and then, you know, hit us up on social media. We'll be there. And, uh, yeah, I'll see you next week. We're out. Thank you.